TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. Look, I think the best phrase is simple. It ain't working. The Mark Reardon Show. All of this woke world that we're living in right now is not working. Why are you guys bullying me? Mark Reardon. See, presidents can't do much. I'm done. Do what you want. Pull the plug. This is the Mark Reardon Show. Final show of the year, Sue. Final show of the year. Kind of sad, a little sadness. Wow, a little I emotion think about flowing it over way. us here today. Yeah, yeah not really. I mean, I think we're just glad to be wrapping up 2023, right? That's pretty much it. <laughs> you are you're cheating a little bit here in the studio today. <laughs> We've established with the audience, not that any of you really care, but it's it's usually about 10 to 15 degrees cooler in the actual studio than it is outside the studio. I'm not talking outdoors. I'm talking about like well, sometimes yeah, yeah outdoors sometimes. too. Yeah, but you did you did Santa bring you this thing that you're wearing? Yeah, Michael was nice enough to get me a. Uh, Heated vest, and it has three different levels of heat. It says Gobi Heat. Is that the brand? Yeah, the Gobi is the heat. Uh, yeah, the the version that's made by women, for women, so they know how to shape stuff. And, oh, I see. And uh, uh, you juice a, it that up. That seems a little uh, sexist. Yeah, well, because you can get men's ones too. Yeah, but uh, non-binary men's you got, ones. I, I don't know if you. Uh, uh, well, are you could do whatever you the want. Gamut there. Uh huh. But, yeah, I'm on level one right now. But I can right see you, it's, it, it lights glows. up. Yeah. You were wearing it the other day. I don't know if you had that thing powered on because I didn't notice the light. But, sure. So if you got to go to level two, I'll see two little stripes. You will see two. It, I just go like this. Yeah, it's almost like the, uh, for those of you listening right now and you don't have, for, there's like one or two people probably watching on Twitter. It's almost like when you're watching a college football game or an NFL game and it shows you the number of timeouts at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like that little hashtag for that. It really is. Well, I hope you stay warm here Thank today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. We had out in the. Uh, the Fenton High Ridge area this morning, a fair amount of snow that was coming down. My daughter was very hopeful that it was going to stick to the grass, at least. It did not. No. But we were getting, you know, it was a nice little snow shower. It didn't. Yeah. I was up at 3 in the morning, and I looked at the Good radar. Grief, that's worse than me. Well, I, I just, I fell asleep okay, and then I woke up. But I looked at the radar, and it looked like it was going to, at that point, I thought, oh, we're going to wake up at, you know, 7.30 in the morning, and there'll be some snow, but it didn't really happen. Were yeah. there traffic complications? Well... There's barely anybody driving this week. Mm, So there were a few things on the shoulder, but no major issues. Sue, our first segment, for those people who have not been with us, we usually do a Reardon Roundtable on Fridays. We gave everyone the week off, though, because Fred and Abby are off. And let's face it, Sue and I really didn't want to work either. No, we did not. And and I've done this for many years. I did it when I was on the X side. Between Christmas and New Year's, I air some of the segments from the year before. And I think you're going to like our first one here this afternoon. Oh, good. All right. um, It's a relative of yours. Does that help you? 
Oh, Mike Morrow. Mike Morrow, the mayor of Grafton. You know how much I love this National Memorial of so Military great. Ascent. They have kicked this off, and if you don't know about this, you need to. And here's Mayor Mike to talk about it. Alex Rich and Hayes from Y98 in the studio hey. with us. Abby. Oh, that's, that's not, not the right, the right one. one. I was testing that Stand one out. By. This has been, let me just say this. This has been the sloppiest week that I've done in radio. It's, it's, okay. it's almost like I wasn't here because I was making so many mistakes this week. Let's try that. So that, that first part didn't happen. Here's Mayor Mike talk all about it here. Sue has talked about this, and, and I love this project, and we are um, happy to have the mayor of Grafton, Illinois, Mike Morrow, in the studio with his wife, Lynn. They unveiled yesterday a new monument, which I'm confident is going to be absolutely something that will be a destination in the St. Louis area. It's called the National Memorial Military Ascent. Sue, you were there yesterday for the unveiling, if you will, or the kickoff. And Mayor Mike and Lynn, how are you? Thanks for coming in the studio. We're doing good. Thank great. you, Mark. Thanks Thank you for, for having us. us. It is great to see you. Yesterday went pretty well, I think, it right? It went exceptionally Wednesday. well. Yeah, it, Wednesday. it was Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, goodness. That's why I'm silent. I'm going, wait, I can't remember what day You know what? That's how quickly things are going by it, it was Wednesday. yes right. you're absolutely right uh, why don't you tell us uh, uh mayor mike about this project in general and what's going on well this project is uh, started a year ago when we came we lynn and i were in france and then uh, we had the idea coming back to use the bluffs in grafton to replicate the rangers climbing point du hoc and that started it with the i have to the hats off to the grafton city council they appointed a commission in december of 2022 to explore the ways to look to honor our veterans and the commission gathered we took this nugget if you will of a vision and we actually went out and walked all of the area out there had big discussions and so forth and then this blossomed into this plan now, the Point du Hoc is going to be a replication of the rangers climbing those cliffs, 110-foot cliffs. There will be 15 life-size bronze statues on the base of the cliff and also in the act of climbing the cliff on the ropes and then with the German positions on the top. Well, can you tell us a little bit about what actually happened at Point du Hoc? Yes, Point yeah. du Hoc, if, when there were, as you remember, D-Day, uh, January, June the 6th, 1944, when they landed on the five beaches, Omaha Beach was one of them. They called it Bloody Omaha. And at the end of the beach on a four-mile stretch, there was a point of land that stretched out that was called Point du Hoc, 110-foot high cliffs that had a commanding view of the entire beach, enfilade fire from the military folks, you know what that is. So those had to be taken out. And so they gave the mission to a newly formed unit, which was called the Rangers, the U.S. Army Rangers, 2nd Battalion. And they were told they had to climb those cliffs under fire 6.30 in the morning before the forces could land on D-Day. They did that. And one of the generals that looked at the plan said, this will never happen because an old woman with a broom could sweep them off the cliffs. Well, they landed, 225 of those rangers climbed those cliffs, 77 were killed in action, and 152 wounded. But they continued on and over the two days took out the guns and all the other positions up there, and as you know, the Omaha Beach was a success. Prior to as the landings were taking place, over 3,000 casualties, and at that point, the invasion was almost called off because of Omaha Beach. But again, it was one of those that was successful. And as we know, history shows what happened after that. So I'm guessing it was Lynn that came up with this idea. It was you, right? You... Oh, yeah. I'd <laughs> love to take the, uh, the credit for that. But I was there the moment the vision was expressed. And he, his eyes were far away. And he said, do you know what I see? Yeah. And he explained 
what he saw for the bluffs and graft. You know, people have ideas, and, and I think you get mixed reaction. But I'm guessing you, you come back with this idea. No one thinks this is a bad idea, right? You had support from the beginning, I hope? We, we've had everybody's been supporting from the top to the bottom. It's just been open arms. We've had, as a matter of fact, the Rangers, the 2nd Ranger Battalion of St. Louis, the reenactors that have been with us since last year working with the project, they reenact the climbing of Point du Hoc. They have the uniforms and so forth. They were there with us on the that 11th was for the grand cool. opening. Yeah. Yeah. If you see the yeah. pictures. He, one of the Rangers came up and reached in his pocket, and he says, he pulled out a wrinkled check, and he says, I want to donate. Oh, and I says, my. God bless you. And so it's been that way. We've had people in the crowds donating money. We've got, uh, it's just been a outpouring of love and support for the entire project. Well, let's seize on that moment just a little bit, Pierre, because the, and I want to talk a little bit more broader just about the concepts, but part of the goal here is to raise some money to execute this thing. And we... Um, we have some people in the 97.1 audience who have, I think, pretty deep pockets and are very generous. And I'm being serious here. You know, we want to inspire people to look at this project, take yes. a look at it. And maybe if you feel um, like you'd like to be generous, please be generous. So the website is what? GraftonMemorial.org. GraftonMemorial.org. How much money are you trying to raise here? $6 million. Which, in the Which whole is, scheme of things, is a it's, modest it's, it's, amount, right? It's a right? modest amount. When you look at the other end up in Alton, you know, Jamie Henderson, the Henderson Architects, is doing, designing the Alton Plaza. They've got an $8.5 million plaza built up there. At the other end of the Great Rivers Road, we're going to have the $6 million. That includes the statues. That includes the cliff. That includes the museum, which is going to have a large immersion experience room with it, not only just for World War II, but for all the wars. And like I've told everyone, this is a memorial for everyone, for those soldiers that went to war, for those soldiers that stayed stateside, and for the families and the relatives. Here's, here's who it's for in my mind, too. The young people of this country who do not have the awareness or the appreciation for the greatest generation. Yes. I think that that is a big problem, and I hope that that parents and grandparents take their kids to say, look what happened. That was such a key moment, not for France, not for Germany, for the world. For the world, yes. And yeah. and this is one of those, the French people, they have a saying over there, it's called never forget. We've worked that into our values with the NMMC, the National Memorial of Military Ascent, and a key piece of this entire project as it moves forward and continues on into the future is education, just mm -hmm. as you mentioned, Good. Mark, all for the children, for the people to come. Not just what happened in World War II, because that memorial will get us there but that gets them in but then we also have the plaza of the fort armed forces army navy air force a reflection area where they can quietly look with their families and so forth and i love the drawing that they came up with this the, the watercolor painting because at the one pillar which is the army there's an old man with his cane and his old and his wife with him they're probably in their 80s it looks like and they're sitting there and you can just see him thinking about what's going on in mm. that uh, with his in, in talking about his memorial talking it, it, about his experience and we could post that we'll have to post that uh, you'll have to post that. those those pictures are up painting. and now if you go to the website you'll see all we unveiled all the original watercolor paintings that are that depict the memorial and the entire bird's eye view if you will of the visitor center plaza those are on the website yeah, that's you can awesome mike morrow is here he's the mayor grafton and uh, his wife lynn is in the studio with us they have uh, connection to our friend sue thomas but outside of that this is a great project in grafton the national memorial of military ascent you mentioned the immersion experience yes. i think we talked about that before but explain what that will be all about 
Well, when Lynn and I were in France, we went into an air. We went into one of the museums there, and there's a lot of those. And they had a room where you go in and you sat in a theater chair, and the walls were all white and everything. Boom! You were suddenly you were in a landing craft. It was moving, and there was landing craft on the right and the left. You were going into the beaches. The bombs were going off overhead, and the waves were flying. Oh wow! You yeah. were immersed in this experience. And when we got out, it was like, oh my gosh. So this won't be just for World War II. When you go into our immersion room, for example, one of my wars was the Gulf War with all the oil well fires and so forth. You'll get to see that. We're going to have all the different experiences and not just wartime experiences, but other things that go in there for the immersion. I mean, one of the if you've ever seen the Van Gogh exhibit and so forth, they do with the immersion rooms and so on. You can go in. It's the total 360 experience. Absolutely. Yeah, they had that um, over at the Galleria for yeah, a Yeah, they while. did. So yes. your experience in the military was what? I went in in 1971 as a private. I wanted to get out of Flint, Michigan for two years and just go see the world. I found out I loved it. I had mentors. I had a command sergeant major that I uh, went and worked my way up through the enlisted ranks. But anyway, he told me to stay. I did. Went to officer candidate school at his beckoning, and the re- I made a, I came out of the army as a full colonel after 33 years. So I found a home. I loved it. But you were um, you have a, a hat on right now for Operation Desert Storm. That's you mentioned correct. the Gulf War. That was yes. the first Gulf War in '91, right? That's correct. I was went there in uh, with the operation before that, and then also stayed afterwards. But yes, I was there for the Gulf. So I got to ask you because look, we you know I, I certainly remember I was in media covering Gulf War One, and then of course we had Gulf War Two. We've had other military. Uh, unfortunately, experiences over the last 30 to 40 years. But I think in a lot of people's minds, they think those are behind us. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself. Those wars are behind us. We're not going to have wars like that anymore. And then now we're almost three years, I think, or two years into Ukraine. And now we yeah, have the Middle East. going on with Israel. You've but I mean, I, I, you have to have some thoughts about that because this is, you know, about to get really bad uh, for yes. a lot of people, I think. I yes. mean, as devastating as last weekend was. I mean, they're clearing people out of Gaza. They're giving them 24 hours notice. There is going to be a ground war that's going to start. You have 330,000 Israeli soldiers. Some people who were just at a music festival last week are studying in Israel, and they've been called in the service now. Yes, and and that's one of the things with Israel is that they have the, the forces that are part of the civilian population that they call up in the reserves, a large reserve force. Um, yes, it is going to be. It is going to be very hard, and it's going to be. But it's going to be a very fast and hard ground campaign. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just, I, I don't. Well, I, I hope that we don't get American soldiers involved in this. That's that's certainly one of the hopes. But uh, I guess part of my point there was I thought modern warfare would be different, and I guess it's not going to be in certain cases, right? It's not. And and one of the things is with we, you know, the difference between the Gulf War, they had precision and munitions started there. And even today, you've got precision munitions that, you know, from a B-2 can hit 18 Mm, targets at one point. Right. So, uh, but still, to get on the ground, to hold the ground, you have to have ground forces to go in. And when you looked at us on the TV, if you've seen some of those expansive tunnel systems that they have over there, it's just, you know, and again, those same type of tunnel systems are North Korea, South Korea. So it's going to be a very hard campaign and it's a large city that they're going through, and that's going to be a lot of door-to-door, room-to-room fighting. Yeah. Oof. I, you know, I can't, I can't even imagine what the reporting is going to be like. And there's some good reporting on the ground right now, and Trey yes. Inks is doing amazing. You know, and I maybe I shouldn't think about these things, but you know what I think about? Because I'm this is where my mind goes. I fear that we're going to lose a lot of people, but I fear that somebody like that, somebody that's higher profile— 
is going to get taken out here just because it's going to be so ugly, and I hope that that doesn't doesn't happen. What remind me of the uh, the timetable here on the memorial and what we're expecting? Sometimes these you know dates get thrown off, sure. but what's the expectation? The eleventh the 11th was the kickoff. That was this last Wednesday. We've kicked off our campaign, and I'm very pleased to announce that. Uh, We've got John Simmons, who is the co-founder of Alton Works and also the uh, CEO of Simmons, Canley & Conroy, the national firm. He is my co-chair for the campaign, and the committee is going to get to work. We've also got HRR Consultants out of St. Louis, which is pulling our campaign together. But we're working now to raise the money. The As I said, it's $6 million. We don't need the $6 million all in one chunk, but we do need money to kick off and secure, for example, the foundry. We've selected North Carolina, uh, the uh, Carolina Foundry and in North Carolina, and they are going to produce all of the statues. It takes two years to produce a statue oh out of bronze. Gosh. But why does it take that long? Well, because they do the lost cast wax maxing wax method. What you, you know. need to do is you got to yeah, have a sculptor, you got to have an artist, and then they burn it out and all so forth. But we're going to cut that time in half. Because what we're going to do is take, again, the 2nd Ranger Battalion of St. Louis. It has all the gear and everything, and they will pose in the oh, position. Ah. The foundry is going to come out, and they're going to scan these people with whatever they scan them with. They'll take that scanner straight to a 3D printer, and from the 3D printer That's straight amazing. into the yeah. foundry process. 3D printing what? is amazing. That, that is that awesome. Is I'm really sorry. Cool. I'm giving that the bell. Well, Mayor Mike, that cuts out a year of the process, and yeah. it also cuts the, the, the payment or the, t- the money in half. Which is important as well. Very have you heard from, I'm guessing you have, but, uh, you know, we're, we're so excited. When Sue told me about this, I, I just thought this is so great and it's right. going to be something that people will want to visit from around the planet, right? Which yes. is going to be great for Grafton. Have you heard from some national people and, and dialed them into what you're one, doing? One of, our, one of our commissioners is French. That She lives in France. She lives in Trevier, France. Her name is Christine Robertson. And she's been with us from the beginning. We've also got the Association of the Bedford Association. That was when I was with the, at the 70th and the 75th. On the 70th anniversary of D-Day, I was honored to give a speech on Omaha Beach on D-Day to the Bedford Association. And they're all a part of this. So we've got, if you will, the French connection. Yeah, and that's cool. And it's, it's working well. And one of the things, if you, I was telling Sue outside, you heard of a code talker in mm-hmm. World War yeah. II? There's a code talker that's going to be involved with this also, too, because on Omaha Beach, they had a Native American code talkers. And when we were there, we saw their monument further down the beach, which is a turtle. But we're the the Grafton City Council on Tuesday night is going to be voting to put uh, Warren Gole. He's a Native American uh, practitioner in in our terms, a medicine man. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be coming on board as our uh, as our chaplain for the organization. And he's already been in contact with the Native American groups within the region, because if you know, the bluffs in Alton and are very sacred yeah. to the mm-hmm. Native Americans. And we want to make sure that they know that what we're doing is not desecrating the land. Well, that's awesome. I mean, you, you've, you're covering all kinds of bases here, which yes. is impressive. Sue, I just, you know, I'm thinking in my mind, and I don't know who we can get this in front of, but I have some ideas. Do you? Like, okay. I will tell you one one person I thought of here, because he loves veterans, he does a lot for veterans, is Uncle Ted. My friend Uncle Ted Nugent. Ted. We'll have to put this on his radar, because I yes. think when people find out about this, they're going to be excited and they're going to want to well, donate. And if, exactly, and if you want to see what we're talking about, graftonmemorial.org is where you go. You can donate there, but if you go into the gallery, you can click and see some of these watercolors. There's going to be 15 bronze statues of these 
It's a recreation of them going up the bluffs. It's just so cool. I'm guessing you will go for the 80th next year. Yes, we will. Now, one, I was going to say, follow on with Sue. When we talked with the with the Carolina Foundry, <clears throat> they did all their homework. They searched everywhere. There is no other project like this in the world. I believe Dang, it. Yeah, I believe Mike. it. That's awesome. Here's a political but, question for yes. you, Mayor Mike. Will you run for president? Because I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I see I oh, see a caliber not. of leadership I, I've here. I've actually had a few people tell me to run for governor. <laughs> well, I'm I I feel things sometimes. Here's the problem. Last time I had this feeling in the studio, or like, man, this guy's really impressive. It was Eric Greitens, and we know what happened there. So <laughs> I'm not always the best person to I advise. My wife with me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good point. Not yes. a hairdresser. Solid. Oh Solid my. Point. Well, it, it's exciting, and I know that you have to be proud, and and this is going to be. A, a really interesting journey along the way. So. We're very proud. I'm very proud of the Grafton City Council for having the foresight to yeah. move forward yeah. with this. Our commissioners have been working hard and also our board of directors on our 501c3. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization now that's giving the money. So when you donate, it's you can get your it's a tax free. Right. That's great. That's cool. Well, I think we've covered our yeah. bases here. It's very exciting. Give the website out one more time. GraftonMemorial.org. It's very cool. Please keep us posted. And I started to ask you this, but you will yeah. be going for the 80th, right? Yes. We have. We already have plans in place to go for the 80th. There's going. We're going to have some type of a virtual connection between the two, uh, between Grafton and also France. We're working on that. We don't know what it will look like yet, but yes, we're working on all those plans. Uh, this have is you, just have awesome. you, I can't remember. So you've been to Normandy? No, I have yeah. been I, to France, but not Normandy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, it's one of my. It's one of my regrets. I took some listeners. Uh, I think it was in 2013. Well, it was 10 years ago. It was 2013, yeah. and we went to uh, to Paris and a couple other places. And I had two people on the trip that took a day, and they went to Normandy. And I regret that I did not do that. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. definitely at the top of my list. And look, I don't know if you can... Here's a question for you on the memorial. The one thing that I've sensed from my European friends, and I experienced this a little bit over the spring when I was in Spain, and I I had this great opportunity. I lived in Spain just for a couple of weeks when I was a senior in high school, and I reunited with the family, at least the brother and sister Mm -hmm. from that family. And you don't hear about this very much. I mentioned how young people in this uh, country might not have that deep appreciation for the greatest generation and things that happened, but the Europeans do. And they have deep appreciation. In fact, I think I said at the time that some of the Europeans, I think, love this country more than some of the young Americans, which really stood out to me. When we were on Omaha Beach for the 75th, there was an organization called Friends to Friends, which is a French organization. A bus pulled up on the beach. All these young students got off the bus. They were probably high school age. And they started doing ceremony. And I looked and I said, who are these? Because the mayor of Omaha Beach came out and she had her sash. She said, these are all young Americans, and what we do is we bring them over, pay for their trip, bring them over to Omaha Beach. Their grandfathers fought here. We want oh, them to never that forget. Cool. That's, and that's, and they that's do that the kind of stuff. every day. Right, so I didn't, I didn't know if there's a way to work wow. that into the museum at all, but I, I just, I, I really, that stood out to me, the appreciation that they have, especially when you juxtapose that with some of the, yes. the people. In, in, and I, I hope that's a minority of people, and I think that there are still kids that are being you know, educate the right way to, you know, to consider what happened all those years ago, 80 years ago, which is hard to believe. You know what he's too humble to mention is that this really was his idea, seeing the bluffs bang in Normandy and coming back and and seeing the vision and uh, starting this whole thing. So congratulations to you, Mike. This is a great idea, and we just hope it kills and does great. Mayor Mike, it's great to meet you in person. Thank you, Mark. Lynn, thank you you for coming in. Keep us posted on the project. 
We um, a lot of times interviews like this, Sue, they appear during Christmas week as a best of. Oh, go figure, Sue. Wow. Look at, how did I know that? I have it's you a know gift. what? Everyone, it's a gift. It, it is a gift. Thank you for acknowledging that. <laughs> Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I can't really fathom getting through this week, this holiday week, without having something appear on this show from our good friend Kenny Wallace. Oh, yay! Remember last year on the Kyle Petty Charity Ride? Kenny oh, yeah. checked in. This is a great ride that they do every year. It's coming up in May this year, and I think he brought a special guest or two. Oh, yeah. Check this out. Hey, Kenny Wallace is with us this afternoon. I believe he's in Las Vegas. He's done something very cool. I have been, I was tracking him internationally last week, and I think he was doing that uh, to me, vice versa, although his experience really does sound a lot of fun. He's on the Kyle Petty Charity Ride Across America on your uh, – you have a Harley, or what, what, what are you riding out there, Kenny Wallace? But I, I got to ride a Harley because yeah. uh, Kyle, Petty's, Kyle Petty's wife, she, my brother Rusty Wallace had me on an Indian – and Morgan said, you can't be on an Indian because Harley is a big sponsor of the Cal Petty Charity Ride. You know, all the money goes to the Victor Junction gang camp. But I'm saying Kyle, I think he'd be a better interview than me. So, Mark, here he is. Here's Kyle Petty. Oh, my goodness. Kyle Petty. Hey man, this, yeah, this is, this is Kyle Petty, and I'm on the Kenny Wallace Charity Ride Across America right now. <laughs> What, what can I do for you guys? Well, give us give us some dirt on Herm. What's your best story about Herm, Kyle? Listen, there, I, I, there's too many, and you don't have enough time. <laughs> well, no, you know what? And, since, and, since we have you, let's talk about this ride. I've been tracking it, and, you know, he's got a billion followers, that Kenny Wallace guy. Tell us about the ride and what you're doing. You're in Vegas today. What's this all about? Yeah, we're in Vegas. We're headed to Cedar City, Utah. We're raising money for Victory Junction. You know, my oldest son. Adam was killed in a racing accident in 2000. We built a camp for children with serious medical needs and chronic medical conditions. Um, and it's totally free to all kids that have come to camp. We've seen 115,000 some kids have come through camp in the 19 years that camp's been open. And Kenny Wallace is a big part of that, man. We've, we've been friends forever and ever and ever. And I can't say enough about Kenny and, uh, you know, Rusty and Mike and the whole Wallace family. But Kenny is, listen, he's the cherry on top of the freaking 
Sunday. I'm going to tell you that. That's how that, that, he's just the greatest guy in the world. You already know that, but he's out here helping us raise money to, to send kids to camp. Well, that That's is awesome. awesome. He, he is a, he's a beautiful human being and he puts a smile on our face and he's so positive, And that's one of the reasons that we love him. And he is, it's kind of infectious, isn't it, Kyle? Yeah, it is, man. Listen, he's the only guy on the chair you ride that I can hear 125 motorcycles running. And when he starts laughing, I know exactly where he's at. So <laughs> you'll, you'll love this. That's it, man. That's it. We got to share, Kyle, since yeah. we have, we'll, we'll share this. We, and we use this already once. When something is in the news, and I, I just have to, like I even say, if I was drinking Diet Coke, I'd probably spit it out of my nose. We have a legendary laugh that we play. Here it is from Kenny Wallace. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that's our that's our Kenny that soundbite that we love. That's classic, man. That is classic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna put Kenny back on the phone. But thank you guys for allowing us to talk, and thank you for loaning us Kenny for a few days and letting him come out here with well, us. Well, thank you. Oh, it's been pleasure. an honor, Kyle Petty. Thank you so much, the legendary Kyle Petty. Look at that. Wow, that was awesome. Hey, hey, you hear me? Yes. Oh, yeah. That, well, thank you, Kenny. Hey, that was awesome. Hey, hey. Well, I thought that would be much better, you know. And and the King Richard Petty is with us. And listen to this, the great Herschel Walker. You want to talk to Herschel Walker, one of the greatest football players of all time? What? Absolutely. Hold on, let me go find him. Don't rough him up about politics. Don't talk about that. <laughs> Hold on, let me get him. Let me ask him. Hold on. Hey, Herschel. I got KMOX Radio, the voice of the Cardinals. Not close. Okay, they're worth 97.1, too. They're there all go. together. There you go. Will you talk to my friend Mark Reardon? Mark? Yeah. Hold on. Here's the great Herschel Walker. Mark Reardon. Hello, Mark. How are you doing? Hello, Herschel Walker. Oh, How are gosh. you doing? You, you tried to save the uh, the country and, and Georgia, and God bless you for trying to do that. Now you're hanging out on the uh, Kyle Petty charity ride with uh, with Herm. And he's, he's, a, he's a gem, that Kenny Wallace, isn't he? Uh, no, he is. I tell you what, Kitty is a great gym. I got a chance to, uh, what we did, practice bike, practice riding together. And so he showed me how to ride. We went through the safety course together, and he showed me how to ride my bike. Did he really? Wow. So that, that's a true story? Yeah, well, well, he helped me to ride my bike. He <laughs> yeah. really so he helped me. So how, how, how is the ride going? Are you getting good weather? You're in Las Vegas today, so you've been in Nevada for a little while. Are you sort of in the middle of this ride? Uh, well, we're toward the end. We uh, we just left Vegas and we headed to uh, Cedar City, and then we finished in Salt Lake tomorrow. We started uh, on Saturday, so we're going to do almost close to fifteen hundred miles. And you know, it's the ride been going now. I think for about twenty seven years, and I've been on it since about seventeen. And I tell you, it's really, really a great ride. I enjoy it. How, how many people would you estimate? Do you have a number of how many people are taking this ride with, with everyone? Yes, that's probably about 135 motorcycles. Then you have about 10 support vehicles. So all together, I think we've got about 300 people on the ride right now. So uh, it's, it's worth it. You know, I got a chance to see Victory Junction a couple of years ago, and I was totally, totally impressed. And to have a mom and dad or a family member to be around a child, you know, 24-7, and then have a chance to bring him to Victory Junction for a week, which is free, and the kid have a smile on his face. You, you can tell that that's worth it. So I, I've been doing it like seven, seventeen years. I really, really enjoy it. Well, that's outstanding. Well, thank you so much for for jumping on with us, um, and I thank Kenny for that as well. And Herschel, again, thank you for for trying to do what you did in in getting into the United States Senate. And I know it was a tough battle, and we wish it would have turned out a little differently. Are, are politics? Are you done with politics, or is there still a future there? Well, you know, it was a fun. Uh, you know, I got into it because of my faith, and getting into it, I think I see now that I'm going to continue to fight for our our law. Right now. 
it is so tough to be in the law enforcement with everything, the way they get a bad rap. So I'm going to continue to fight for law enforcement. And our military is really the greatest country in the world. Yeah. So I reckon that'll be a political thing. Awesome. Well, and unfortunately, we have a shooting in Atlanta today where there's a manhunt that's still underway in, in Atlanta for uh, a guy that shot up a hospital. I don't know if you guys are dialed into that, but well, that's unfortunate. Well, that's what's so sad. What's so sad right now is we got to hold people accountable. Uh, right now, we've seen it stop trying to hold people accountable, and people are not just doing whatever. You know, I remember years ago, and I told someone right now, we got to remember that we're not as smart as our forefathers. Our forefathers laid a foundation down for trying to erase it. Everybody in Washington want to erase and start over, but I don't. I think we can continue to build on it because we've come a long ways, man. Such a new country, we've come a long ways. We don't need to change anything; just need to make them better. Well, and on the race issue in particular, one of the things that, that I say, and you, you obviously would be better to speak to this, is a lot of the comments that I hear from the American left, most of them, just ignore the evolution and the progress that's been made. Even Barack Obama admitted to the evolution in the progress. Look, we, we've come a long way even in the last 40, 50 years, I feel, maybe the last 20 years, although, you know, Mike Brown and Ferguson turned it around a little bit, Herschel, as you know. Well, one of the things that I've said, I'm a, like I said, I got in this because of my faith. And in the book I read, which is the Bible, it said a son is not responsible for the sins of the father. And in this country right now, we're a melting pot. I think we've been built on a lot of different races coming together to make the United States of America. Right now, we can't say the black, the white, the brown, or the yellow, whatever race you want to say is the one. Right now, we are Americans. And I, need, I think we need to get back to that. You know, I was just— fight for America. I think you're right. You know, I was in Europe, uh, in Spain a week ago. I just got back. And one of the observations I had, and, and I really do believe this, I think some of the people in Europe, they, they love our country more than, than a lot of the people in this country right now. And that, yes. That's sad. Well, you know, I think it's sad because we get like a days ago. I think we forget about it. You, this is the honest truth. You can get the America's dream in America. You can't get the Italian dream. You can't get the Italian dream. You can't get the Australian dream. But America's dream can be found in the United States of America through hard work, through prep, throughout preparation, but you can't go to some countries because this, it's the status that you are to find that dream, and that's what you don't have to do here in America. And I think we got to appreciate what we have here, and that's what we got to get back to. Quit complaining. You know, there's no doubt everyone has a tough. You know, some people are going to get a short end on a stick, but you know what? You can get up. You can get up and keep going forward. But we got to be willing to help others. We got to be willing to help others. That's what we have to do. Herschel, thank you so uh-huh. much. If, if Kenny's still there, put him back on the phone. Yeah, but yeah, thank you so much. Minute. I appreciate it. Uh, all right. Thank you now. That was awesome. How about that, Sue? Look I at Kenny. This loading, is loading incredible. Now i got to wonder who's next. Now I don't want to talk to you anymore, hey, Kenny. Now, so who's next? <laughs> you had to rough him up a little bit, but that's okay. Herschel can handle himself. <laughs> he's, a, he, he's a great man. And, and Herschel's not going to tell you this. I said, Herschel, you look good. I'm standing right next to him. And he says, Kenny Wallace, I do. 1,500 push-ups a day. And, and his rib, all these great athletes like Herschel and, and the legends of the sport, they never quit working out, Mark. I don't think I've done 1,500 push-ups in my entire life. Me neither. Right? He, he says he hasn't done 1,500 push-ups in his entire life. Um, 
and let me think, oh, yeah. By the way, the other thing I want to say is, is Mark, I know you're not KMOX. I was explaining to her. No, I get it. I get it. No, yeah. and you did a yeah. fine job there. You did a fine job, and I would expect you to know yeah. all, all the details. You know what's interesting, and this is true, and maybe the audience came away with this as well. I've never spoken with Herschel. I've read about him in the national media. I've seen some. I felt like we got a genuine conversation we with did. Herschel when that national media image of him was was never what I just heard for the last five or six minutes, Kenny. Yeah, let me tell you something. I'm standing right next to his wife right now, and here's what here's what I've learned about people. And listen, you just got back from, you know, Springsteen, and you've been over across country. When you meet people one on one, nobody is as they seem on TV or, you know, you know, Herschel's legit. He's a lover. He, he does the right thing, you know, and, and that's just, that's the way it is. When you meet most legends, you know, guys that get roughed up, nobody's. You know, uh, it, we let the media rough people yeah, up. Right. He's, a, he's, a, he's a great man. Hey, Kenny, before I let you go, um, this is a tough question. You and I usually hang out at a couple of Cardinals games a year. Good, what, what in the world is going on? What, now, you've, well, been, you know, you've seen, yeah. you know athletes that have highs and lows. This is, we, we don't see this very yeah. much here in St. Louis, do we? Yeah, no, and, uh, you know, listen, you know, I, I love DeWitt. I love Mo and everybody there, but I'm, I'm going to have to put this one on them. So, uh, you know, listen. I don't know what happened with Schilt or whatever, but, you know, I, I don't like what I'm seeing. This one, you can only go through so many managers until you go, okay, it's yeah. not the manager's fault. It, so so Moe's got to look at himself in the mirror, and so does DeWitt, and, and it's, it's them. You know, all of us in St. Louis were too smart. Uh, like my mama, Judy, would say, don't insult my intelligence. This falls on the front office. Because now they've been through, you know, they've been through like two, three managers. So, and they and they got some of the greatest players. So, I love my Cardinals. You and I are still going to go, but uh, and listen, I'm here no matter what. But I'm going to blame this one on the on the upper management. I, I don't know what that deal was with Schilt, why they let him go. I know something about they didn't agree on the way the Cardinals should head. But I think Schilt was right. Obviously, they headed in the wrong direction. Uh, well, he might have been a little vindicated here. How, as as an athlete, when you get to the point where you know you want to show up at the ballpark or whatever your particular sport is, and you believe that you're going to win, but this has got to mentally weigh on you every night. I mean, they haven't won a first game of the series the whole season. Well, I, I think you know there there's an old saying. Uh, you know, you got to learn how. Sorry, we're right on an interstate. <laughs> but yeah, hey, this is like Brent Musburger right now. You're looking live, literally. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is gonna this is gonna take one of those speeches. You know, I don't know if we need a Chris Carpenter to come back in the clubhouse. Uh, you know, Yachty. Uh, you know, the, these these uh, like Mo and these guys. They got they got they got a, a lot on their plate right now. They're gonna have to reach out to somebody that can that can get these uh, this whole organization settled down right now because. The harder you push now, the worse it's going to I get. Know. Right? And it did get worse, didn't it? Because that was really in the early summer when we spoke with Kenny Wallace. What what an amazing interview when he puts Herschel Walker and Kyle Petty on the phone back to back. We loved it. And, you know, the Cardinals were already showing signs of a dismal season we remember back then. But Kenny is awesome. I had to include him here on this holiday week in the best of segments. 346, back with more in a moment. 
Sue, I don't think I took a trip to New York City until the uh, the late 1990s. And I remember the first trip that I ever took, I was um, working at WTMJ Radio in Milwaukee. We were an ABC radio affiliate at the time. There was a guy that was on ABC. Like, we have Fox News at the top of the hour, right? It's coming up here. Sure. KMOX says CBS News. There was ABC Radio News as well. I think there might be at least a couple of stations in the market here that used that. And there was a guy that did news on the uh, the network. His name was John Belmont. He was one of the main anchors. And I was going out to see the Belmont Stakes, ironically, no no relation to John's name. Isn't that weird? Yes. And because I knew him from doing interviews with him, we'd never met, I thought, hey, and he invited me. He goes, come on by ABC and get a tour. So I, I even, I think I went right from well, the airport. Nice. It was awesome. So I remember this. He greeted me that day. Now, we didn't have as much access to you know all these things that are are with us right now, so I didn't have an iPad on the plane or anything like that. He greets me at the door. He goes, I killed Bob Hope today. I'm like, what? Well, he had gone on the air, and this became a national story. He had gone on the air on a major top-of-the-hour ABC News newscast at like 9 in the morning and announced that Bob Hope had died. Only problem was Bob Hope was sitting in his kitchen in Arizona what at the happened? time. Well, somebody... I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't sourced very well, uh, and the no reporting kidding. went out there, and it was really bad. I bring it up because Fox News did the um, in memoriam thing today. You know, you're going to see mm-hmm. this here on the networks, and you probably know there, there's a baseball player that had the nickname of the Big Hurt, Frank Thomas, who's yeah, currently fi- right, and he's a huge, big bat, home run hitter, Hall of Famer, right? Well, earlier this year there was another guy named Frank Thomas, and I'm a huge baseball fan. I was not aware of this guy, who's also three time. All-star, right? Um, He died at the age of 93. He played in the 50s. So more modern baseball fans don't know him. So when they did the In Memoriam, they included the younger Frank Thomas, who's still alive. And they had to correct themselves. We also need to quickly uh, issue a correction in the In Memoriam feature that we showed just a few minutes ago. We misidentified the late Frank Thomas, the three-time All-Star for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, The Frank Thomas we showed you, unfortunately, was also a former pro baseball player. He is very much alive. We apologize for that mistake. Now, I would say this because we know this, Sue, from working in this industry right now. There's nobody in this building. So most people have vacation. We know Fred and Abby are off this week. Fox has people on the air that I've never seen Correct. on on television. So even Kill Me took off. You know how rare that is, right? So every, all the main people are off. I bring it up because a lot of the main producers are off, too, the people who put these things together. In the whole you know, range of big broadcast errors or faux pas, I think this is pretty minor because I can actually understand it. Now, it shouldn't have happened, and they no, did issue a correction it, right away, but I also can understand how someone would have made that mistake. I really oh yeah, do. They have the same name, but if if you knew Frank Tom, in other words, if you were our age, you would go, wait a minute, this doesn't make right, sense. Right, because you would say, and here's, I did it in reverse, because I remember when this Frank Thomas died. And I'm like, oh, Frank Thomas died. And then I realized it was the other guy. So, you know, I think some people realize that. But I did think it was interesting. And it's a pretty slow news week. So this kind of made all all kinds of Internet news today just because everyone is so bored. We have, along those lines, we are featuring some interviews from 2023 that I really liked. Way back in the early part of last year, I guess I could say this year because we're not quite at last year. We were talking about, you know, we've all heard of white noise. I didn't know what brown noise was. I didn't either. It was a push toward brown noise, and we're going to talk about that. I have a friend out in L.A., Gary Stromberg. Gary used to run one of the biggest Hollywood PR agencies, and he represented huge bands. Here's one, little independent label band, the Rolling Stones. And he went on tour with the Rolling Stones in the 1970s, and he and the guy that wrote a book back in the day about 
this era. He worked for Rolling Stone magazine at the time, started doing a podcast called um, The Rolling Stones Touring, and it's really an amazing podcast, and Gary joined me a couple of months ago, so we're going to feature him. We have Matt Singer, who is the author of Opposable Thumbs on Siskel and Ebert. I'm pretty sure I said that was going to air yesterday. I may or may not have forgotten. Rick Rick Emmett from the band Triumph will be here. That's kind of a unique story, the way that I hooked up with him, and Triumph was a huge, huge band here, mainly because of KC95 in St. Louis. Plus, we have our final Everything's going to be the final, you know. This is my final breath of the year. If oh, you will. yeah. The final audio cut of the year is coming up. Get more at 971talk.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.